0: flyover state sports shows for a mature audience it contains strong language and adult situations we do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast viewer discretion is advised is this on Ladies and gentlemen, and I am your host for the evening. Beans, as Sam Long and Gavin Alexander are doing adult shit. Uh, Sam's going to be working until about ten o'clock, so he's got the got that second shift going. And Turd has got some house stuff going on, so we told him to take the evening off. So I am your new and disapproved host for the evening. So we're going to go over just a couple of key items, and then uh, just go into the week. So you're going to have a little bit of a short episode. But as always, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, We appreciate all of our followers and all of our listeners. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. Again, that's at underscore underscore F3S. We have gained a couple new followers for the week, so uh, we'd like to shout out to those guys for following us. Um, Like I said, like, rate, subscribe, even if it's a one out of five stars. We don't give a shit. Just follow us and love us. Love our content. Also, um, we would like to shout out to all the people who have been giving us a lot of love and respect for the Kyler Alderson 3-on-3 tournament. We are very excited to be the, um, what would you call it, MCs for the evening. We will be uh, broadcasting it on Twitch. So if you go to Twitch, and we're also going to look for a way to do it on Facebook, so be sure to uh, keep a close eye on that. But we're going to start trying to get into this Twitch stuff. Um, so if you look up Flyover State Sports Show on Twitch, uh, you should be able to find us. We're going to go start, we're going to start trying to dive into this, uh, video market and do the broadcasting that weekend. It's going to be our first little rodeo of trying to do audio and visuals, so it'll be quite interesting. Um, hopefully we'll have Gavin there, hopefully his whole house thing will be figured out, um, Again, the Kyler Alderson three-on-three basketball tournament is a fundraiser for the Kyler Alderson Memorial Scholarship Fund. Um, it's uh, anybody can donate to it. Um, contact Wyatt Totten. You can follow him on Facebook. Um, he's done a very good job and pu- pulled a lot of strings to get him and other friends have pulled a lot of strings to get this tournament put together. It'll be a it'll be a fun event, and we are honored as an as a show to be broadcasting it and doing um, what five loved. And that was having fun and playing ball. So um, get together. We'll be at the middle school at one o'clock. Should start wrapping up around six. Again, that's the middle school, July 3rd. So let me wet my whistle here. Uh, Shout out to Bush Apple. All right. So like I said, the Kyler Alderson three-on-three basketball tournament. It's a great event. Um, we're excited to be a part of it. Um, we will have a uh, ad reading jar. Anything that's PG 13 and free will donation, you can just come up and drop a dollar in the jar. Anything that's going to happen, anything, any money that you give us, we'll uh, uh, do any ad reading, anything you want. All the money and all the proceeds are going to go to. The Kyler Alderson Memorial Scholarship Fund. You can also Venmo us. You can Venmo capital S Sam, capital L Long, Sam Long 15, or capital C Caleb, capital U Ubel, Caleb Ubel 54, and then Gavin, capital G Gavin dash, capital A Alexander dash six. You can Venmo either of us, and we will make sure that it ends up into the right place for the uh, Memorial Scholarship Fund. So we're excited and hope to see everybody there, and we will be uh, interviewing other people, um, talking about 5, QB5, five and uh, everything that he was about. So we're extremely humbled and honored to be a part of that. So um, with this being a short episode, we're just going to talk about Chiefs for a little bit. Um, there's I wanted to talk about something more on the offensive side and something on the defensive side, so we're going to just kind of hit... Um, hit the whole kit and caboodle on that one. Um, I wish Sam and Gavin were here to hear what I'm going to say because I'm sure I'm going to fuck everything up. So um, so if you're listening to this, you're probably already diving out of it, I bet. Let me just pull up some rosters here real quick while, um, before we just start diving into things. So... Um, One thing I wanted to talk about was the QB battle that's going on behind Patrick Mahomes. So a lot of things that are going on with the Chiefs is they have Patrick Mahomes You know, for the next 10 years. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes, by the way. He's having a baby boy, so someone to continue on his legacy now. Sorry, Sterling, but leave it up to a guy to do that shit. Um, So the backup QB battle, we signed Chad Haney for another season. Uh, He's getting long in the tooth a little bit, but... I just don't trust Chad Haney to be a quarterback if Patrick Mahomes goes down knock on wood or something. But I I don't Chad Haney did really good for us in the playoffs uh, you know, a couple years ago, you know, when he lowered his head and got us the first down. That was goosebumps. That's goosebumps. But I I think we need somebody young, improved, you know, not you know, we need we need to discount Patrick Mahomes back there. There's been quite the Quite the battle that's been going on back there. So right now, Patrick Mahomes, obviously QB1. Chad Haney will be QB2 for this season, but he's 37 years old, been in the league for 15 years. He's got some years under his belt. Um, One person that has been highly talked about as the third quarterback, which I think would probably hold strong in the practice squad position, but I'm not sure if they'd run two people in the practice squad or not. But... Um, Shane Bouchelle out of SMU. Everybody remembers him out of Texas. You know, uh, the quarterback there for a little bit. Um, six foot one, two hundred pounds. He's been in the league for a couple years already. He's not tall, not very big, but he's he's flashy. Um, so I think a lot of the team is starting to look at him to take over that third spot. Which I think he has another year of practice squad eligibility. So. I think look for him to be in the practice squad position. Um, If the Chiefs do decide to keep three quarterbacks in that position, um, I think that practice squad spot is held down by Dustin Crum, which Sam Long's talked about him on the episode before. Um, Kind of one of those sleeper quarterbacks that nobody really talked about that the Chiefs picked up, you know, an undrafted free agent. Um, Dustin Crum is out of Kent State, and the guy has kind of a weird throwing motion. He's got kind of a long drawn out throwing motion, but the guy is 6'3", 207 pounds. You know, the one thing he's really good at is his mobility. And then Shane Bouchel too. So these guys have kind of similar traits. One does some things better than the other. You know, I think Dustin's a little bit more, um, he's good at running. So is Shane. But I think Dustin's got that more deep ball accuracy compared to Shane, um, but I'd like to see these two duke it out for that third quarterback position. Um, one of those where, you know, Shane's been in it for a couple of years. He knows the system. So look for the Chiefs to either one of three things. A, you know, run three quarterbacks. They're going to keep Patrick Mahomes, Chad Haney, Shane Bushell. That means somewhere along the way somebody's going to get cut. You know, look for Burton, the fullback, to get cut. Um, look for some receiver to maybe not make it like we used to, you know, you might not see uh Jody Fordson, but I don't see the chiefs running a three quarterback system. I think they're going to run, um, two quarterbacks like they have in the Andy Reed's done it for years, two quarterbacks. That's really all he needs. And if something happens, he'll bring somebody up later. So that's option a three quarterbacks, which isn't what is normal for Andy Reid. B is, you know, running with Chad Haney, um, and going with one of the two guys on the practice squad, um, my opinion, I think it'd be Shane Bouchelle and Dustin might, you know, I don't know if they'd keep two players on the practice squad of quarterbacks. Maybe they will. Um, also, option C is cutting Chad Haney, moving Shane Bouchelle in that second quarterback spot, and letting Dustin Crumb run the practice squad. So that's kind of um, where we're at. I don't know if you got, anybody agrees with me. You can... Uh, Call me an idiot on Twitter, or you can message me personally and say, "Hey, you, you know, you're an idiot." Um, but that's where I'm at. I, I, I. My personal opinion is I think they're going to run two quarterbacks, um, with Chad Haney being back as this that backup quarterback, and then they're just going to run with Shane Bouchelle and Dustin Crum. I think they're going to go with both of them. That's that's personal belief. That's what I think they'll do. Um, which. I'm all for that. You know, you never know what's gonna happen. Chad Haney, he's getting old. Might have to say goodbye to him next year. We need somebody to be a good backup for the next five, six years. You know, I want somebody as a backup quarterback as long as Patrick Mahomes is here. So, um, to kind of move on from the quarterback position, I wanted to also talking about the secondary. Um, the secondary has been kind of over the past couple of years, ever since I would say the Chiefs have let go Marcus Peters. Um, has been kind of wishy-washy. You know, we haven't had... We kind of had Fuller there for a little while. And, you know, we've never been complete in the secondary. We've always relied on strong safety support, good middle, you know, support. uh, Steve Spagnuolo always believes in generating pressure. That way you don't have to have that good of corners. Well, now we have great corners. We have good corners. We have good safeties. I think, call me crazy... But I think Justin Reed's going to have a fucking year. I think this is his year. I think he's going to be the guy, um, in my opinion. Um, so some cornerbacks that we have. You have the Jarius Need. He's great in the slot. He's great in the outside. He's kind of the do-it-all cornerback. He does some things better than on the inside than he does the outside. So you're kind of like, well... Do we cap him a little bit, put him on the outside because he's our best corner? Or do we put him in the slot? Well, then now you have Trent McDuffie. Same thing. He's a very good slot corner as well. Well, now you have Rashad Fenton. You have DeAndre Baker. You have Lonnie Johnson. Um, Jalen Watson, who I think is going to be a very well-slept-on cornerback. Um, sorry. Um, Jalen Jalen Watson. So between all of those, you know, Chiefs, we're gonna, we're, gonna, they're gonna run five, uh, five corners probably, if I were to assume. Uh, obviously with Le'Jarius Need, Trent McDuffie. Um, now you're looking at DeAndre Baker, Rashad Fenton, and Lonnie Johnson. That is a solid, very very solid, cornerback room. Okay. Then you run with, you know, someone like Jalen Watson on the practice squad, and you can call him up anytime. I am more than happy with what uh, that secondary looks like as far as the cornerback room. Moving on to the safeties. Here's where things start to get a little, you know, you are crossing the line between inexperience and um, youth, and it's going to look like a headache there for a while. You know, in our corner room, you have Lejarius Need, who's been in this for a minute. Then you have Trent McDuffie, He's got a lot of game experience. He, he's got some time to. He's gonna. He's gonna stumble a little bit, but I think he will improve to be that star corner that we are looking for. But also, you have Lonnie Johnson. The best ability is availability. This guy's played. He's you know been in the league for four years and he's only twenty six years old. So the guy the guy has been around. Rashad Fenton and DeAndre Baker. You know DeAndre Baker was at one point a first round draft pick. Whether or not we can get him back to that, we'll see. If he is our number five corner and as a former first-round draft pick, I'm okay with that. Um, so sorry to bounce back and forth. But going back to this uh, secondary, so talking about safeties here. So let me pull up the safety uh, depth chart. So at safety, you have Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, Brian Cook, and Dion Bush. Okay? You have those four. And then you also have DiCaprio Boodle who was a uh, second-year player out of Nebraska. Um, and Naza Johnson out of Marshall that they just drafted this year. Uh, Devin Key, who is out of Western Kentucky. Um, he was a practice squad player. You have Joshua Williams, who is also considered a corner, but it looks like they're going to put him as a DB. Um, the guy is tall, 6'3", 197 pounds. God, um, ah, man, that guy is tall. Uh, out of Fayetteville State, we talked about him for a little bit. So, somebody I'm really looking forward to. in the second, you know, okay, so let's go back here a little bit. Your four is definitely going to be Brian Cook, Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, and call me crazy, but it's going to be Dion Bush. Look for Dion Bush to take that um, better version of Juan uh, or of Daniel Sorensen. Um, Everybody seemed to have hated Daniel Sorensen, but the guy played every game. The guy was never hurt. He was always there. Same with uh, Ben Neiman. Ask all my friends. I talk shit on Ben Neiman all the fucking time. But the guy played. The guy was there every game. The guy never hurt. I don't know what kind of ibuprofen he was taking, but he was taking the right shit. Um, so look for those four to be your um, secondary. Um one guy that's really going to piss a lot of people off but it's going to I think Zane Johnson has a chance or Zane Anderson Um, Zane Anderson will have that potential of coming up whenever is needed Um, the guy is call me what you want call me whatever the guy is Daniel Sorensen and for some reason Steve Spagnuolo and that defensive secondary just love Daniel Sorensen Zane Anderson is a carbon copy of this guy exact same person you know I mean, the similarities are almost too similar. Uh, both undrafted free agents. Uh, Zane, number 39. Daniel Sorensen, number 49. They're both about 6'2", both about 205, 210 pounds. You know, undrafted free agents at BYU. It's so fucking crazy. These guys, it's almost like it's led the way for Zane Anderson to be uh, Daniel Sorensen. So uh, look for that story to take place. Um, so again... Uh, look for look for those four to be taking place uh, in the backfield. I think, like I said before, Deion Bush, your new Daniel Sorensen, Justin Reed uh, is going to be your starter with Juan Thornhill and Brian Cook. Whenever you are in like your um, one linebacker set, Brian Cook is your guy. The guy can lay the hammer down. The guy flies from the secondary and is has the ability to just stuff a running back at the line of scrimmage. The guy is very good about working as a linebacker from the safety position. It's, it's crazy how this guy works. This guy can move. This guy can haul. And for only 200, he's 210 pounds, which is a little heavy end on the safety. But, God, this guy is a fucking animal. I am excited for um, what could transpire in uh, the Chiefs secondary this year. Um uh for future episodes, I would like to uh, go about doing, um, you know, a star starter starters and then make a cut trade candidates or anything like that. Um, but that's something if you have any if you have any content ideas that you would like for us to do, go ahead and, uh, you know, send us a message on Twitter, you know, DM us, let us know what you think would be fun for us to do. Um, I like to do something like that, name, name the name the 53 or something. Um, another room that I think will be very interesting and it just didn't get interesting until a little bit ago uh, till like two weeks, what was it two weeks ago when we uh, uh, signed Jet McKinney. So things are gonna start getting weird in the running back room. You have Clyde Edwards Alaire, Ronald Jones, Jarek McKinnon's coming back. Isaiah Pacheco, which I am excited for. Derek Gore and Michael Burton. You have those you have those play. Oh, and you also have Tayon Fleet Davis. I've never heard of this guy. He's on the roster somehow. Rookie out of Maryland. Um so obvious three. I think your three right now is Clyde Edwards Alaire, Derek Gore, and Ronald Jones. I know we just signed Jarek McKinnon, but I think Derek Gore. I think Derek Gore is just the guy that they want to go with. Um, Andy Reid just smiles from ear to ear talking about this guy. I don't know if Jarek McKinnon has some injury, why they waited so long to start talking about this guy again, to bring him back. I'm not sure. I don't know why it took them so long to re sign Jarek McKinnon. If they wanted him, I think they would have done it two months ago, but they didn't. They waited until two weeks ago. So that's why I think Derek Gore's got that position. Like I mentioned before, Andy Reid and uh, the staff just smile talking about this guy. I think this is just the love story that's just meant to be. Um, what the heck? Yeah, Derek Gore's only been in the league for two years, and he's 27 years old. Holy shit. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, practice squad player. Um, Michael Burton, I think, will be that four... They they like carrying, you know, three or four running backs. And then that fifth running back is um, Michael Burton. So Clyde, uh, Ronald Jones, Derek Gore, Michael Burton. Oh, wow. So if you're going to go with your fifth, it's... I don't let them, I don't see them putting Isaiah Pacheco on the practice squad. I really don't. I think Jarek McKinnon is the axe candidate here. Um... I think that's I think that's what I'm going to go with. I think I think Jared McKinnon's getting the axe here. Uh, like I mentioned before, there's some reason why they took so long to sign this guy, and there's something there that we don't know about. Um, I wish they would come out and say why. Um, a lot of people are probably going to say, "Well, why not Michael Burton? Why wouldn't you cut Michael Burton? Because the Chiefs always love a fullback." And I say, "Run with a fullback, the guy." you know, he was not Anthony, he's no, he's no sausage. He's no sausage, but the guy did do his job and he did it very well. And that's why I think they're going to keep him as long as Andy Reid's around a fullbacks around. That's just my opinion. Um, So kind of to move on from there, I also wanted to talk about the linebacker room. This is my favorite room that it's been for years. You know, I loved Anthony Hitchens. I love Derek Johnson. You know, I I go way back on this linebacker room. Um, Not a lot of people like Anthony Hitchens because nobody thought he lived up to his contract, but the guy played. The guy, like I mentioned before, best ability is availability. The guy played. The guy was smart. The guy was a leader. You know, his stats may not read what his um, ability was inside, you know, the video room teaching these younger players. Nick Bolton had nothing but praise to say about Anthony Hitchens, like, just wet my whistle. Ah, shout out to Bush Apple. Um, so look for Nick Bolton to take that role of Anthony Hitchens. He's going to take the green dot. I imagine he's going to start calling plays, you know. He's going to start being that guy. He's going to be the eyes, the ears, the voice of that defense. Uh, Nick Bolton, middle linebacker. Um, I think... Your two outsides are going to be Willie Gay, which I'm really eager to see how he's going to play um, this year. I think, you know, this is one of those years where, you know, I, I think he's either going to really let loose or he's going to look the same. Um, I'm hoping that he just lets loose. I think I, th- I do personally believe he'll be the freaking dog. Um, so look for Willie Gay. You also have Jermaine Carter. Um, there's a reason we signed Jermaine Carter. The guy is good in coverage. Um, at six foot one, two hundred twenty-five pounds, he is a coverage linebacker. So I I look for him to be that third linebacker. As the season goes on, I think we start to see Leo Chanel start to creep into those. Um, Leo Chanel is two hundred sixty-one pounds. The guy is a brick shit house. Holy crap. Uh, the media day where he was just like flexing on everybody holy crap the guy can rip his jersey off um i like leo chanel he's got one movement and one movement only and that's downhill so i almost look for the chiefs to use him in special packages he's going to be a very special guy for that defense um you also have very good backups here you have um man it's crazy not seeing uh, Ben Neiman in this linebacker room anymore. It's kind of kind of makes you a little sad, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, you also have Darius Harris, who has been around for a hot minute. I they, people have been talking about Darius Harris since he was a rookie four years ago. Um, everyone thought that he was something special. Uh, everybody raved about him on the practice squad and everything. Um, you also have Elijah Lee, the Kansas State product. Um, I thought Elijah Lee was very great in college, and I thought he could turn out to be something, but never never could quite pan out to what he could be. I don't think he was ever used correctly. In a lot of places, I think he was used too much of an edge capacity. Um, I'd like to see this guy used more as that um, you know, strong sideline backer, you know, being the guy that's there to help with the run. Um, so look for him. Um, also you have Mike Rose. This guy is a camp standout. Six foot four, 250 pounds out of Iowa State. man, I'd like to... Let's look up Mike Rose's stats from college. Uh. Oh. So Mike Rose, um... Oh, wow. This guy has some accolades. So, during his season, he had 73 total tackles, 12 tackles for loss, um, you know, which is pretty good. But, man, at his height and weight, That is awesome. So I think I think somebody like him, like I said, a lot of people seem to be talking about him. um, You know, entering his first season, he'll be a practice squad guy. Um, I I think he's just the locker room guy. He's going to be the guy that's um, there for player morale. You know, the undrafted free agent that slowly works his way up and becomes something of himself, whether it's for the Chiefs or not. I think that's his that's his ceiling. I think he'll be a starting linebacker here within four or five years, um, given the time and, um, uh, uh, ability, you know, if he's in the right situation, I think he could do it. So, um, again, you know, whether that happens or not, I'm not entirely sure, but I do like me Mike micros, that guy. I'm excited for that guy. Um, so yeah, like I said, this linebacker room is something special and let's, let's hope, uh, this defense can put together what has been missing for the past couple years and that's um, uniform uniformity across from the defensive line linebackers and safeties you know just it was never pieced you know it seemed like last season and even this season before one game was about the defensive line one game was then about Anthony Hitchens and the linebackers playing well then one game was the safeties you know Juan Thornhill playing good for a game or uh, Tyron Matthew you know, having two interceptions or something, that needs to be put together, and I get it changes from game plan to game plan, but if you have consistency from front to back, holy shit, it makes a whole world of difference in this playing, so um, just a a couple positions that I wanted to talk about, you know, QBs, running backs, linebackers, and safeties, Um, like I said, too bad Sam and Gavin weren't here to weigh in on any of that shit, um. again, it's very quick episode. Um, so for a quick beans thought-provoking moment, so, <clears throat> I want everybody to hear this, I want everybody to listen fucking closely. Have you ever seen a baby squirrel or a pigeon? I've never seen a baby squirrel. I've never seen a baby pigeon. Um, I... I see squirrels all the time. I see pigeons all the time. I've never seen either of them. I've never seen a baby one of them. I would like to, though. I've always said it myself. I want a baby squirrel. I want a pet squirrel. I want to raise that little fucker. I want it to be my own pet. I think that'd be so fun. Um, So, yeah. It's kind of quiet in here without um, Turd and uh, Sam Long Dong. Um... Lastly, for my hot take of the week while I drink a Bush Apple. Oh, Bush Apple. Um, my hot take of the week is Natty Light is good. And a lot of people are going to have to pull over after that one. They're probably calling throwing a lot of F-bombs out there right now. Um, but I do personally believe Natty Light is okay. It is not the greatest. I'm not saying it is the superior of all beers, but I am saying it is good it gets the job done you know it might be it might be you know dog water and you know some form of corn piss I don't give a shit it does the same job it gets the job done I will drink it I will stand on this hill and say that I will drink it um am I going to choose it over any other beers fuck no no not at all uh I'll drink Miller Lite over that shit. I hate Miller Lite to be honest with you. Um or no, I'll drink Natty Light over Miller Lite. Uh I will say my tier beer were rankings, tier beer rankings. Um give me some oh, we'll do cheap beer rankings cuz I don't consider Boulevard as a cheap beer. Um at the top, give me Michelob Ultra. That is the superior of beers. It even says it on the label. I don't give a shit what people say. That is superior stuff. Uh, Bush Light, number two. Number three, I don't want to say Bud Heavy because that might get some rocks thrown at me. You know what? I got to say it. Number three, give me Bud Light. I just don't. uh, No, number three, give me Coors Banquet. Give me Coors Banquet, number three. It's a little heavy on the beer side, but I love me some Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet, number three. Bud Light, number four. Um, Man. Can I throw Guinness in here? If I can throw Guinness in here, I'd probably refix all that because I love some heavy beer. Um, I'm a big stout guy. Give me some oatmeal breakfast stout. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm not going to count that. We're just going to talk about light beers for a little bit. Um, Then we'll go. Yep, we're going to go with it. Natty Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, and then PBR. That is my order, and I am sticking to it. Um, you can fire me. I don't give a shit. So, um, tell me what your thoughts are. I will, uh, probably put something out there and see if anybody agrees with that. Um, you know, I think, I think personally Natty Light gets the job done because it's cheap and it tastes the exact same. So, come at me, bro. I will drink my $4, you know, pack of beer over your $30, whatever, however much you get for your fucking beer. I don't give a shit. I'll, it gets the job done. So, um, with that, with this quick episode, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for sticking around for the Flyover Bean Show. Again, like, rate, subscribe on Apple uh, and Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, we appreciate everybody who uh, follows us. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Do us a favor and pay it forward. Tell somebody to listen to the podcast. Maybe not this one, you know, but the one we had with Wyatt Totten, Rachel, those were all very good. Um, the uh, flyover draft show, that was very fun. I think we're going to do something like that again. Um, as mentioned before, look for us um, to be on Facebook and on Twitch this coming weekend for the Kyler Alderson Basketball Tournament. Next week's episode, we're going to hopefully get all three of us back together and do a schedule prediction for KSU. That's been a long time coming, but we can never get all three of us together, so hopefully we can get something in. Um, Again, thank you all for listening, and uh, peace out, Girl Scouts.